This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In this edition, I'm joined by a very special guest and very special friend of the show, uh, Mr. Ricky Norwood. Uh, We will be discussing all things Tottenham Hotspur. We will be discussing the Chelsea game, which of course takes place on Monday evening, the return of Maurizio Pochettino. And we will also be discussing Dancing on Ice. Ricky, how are you? It's been too long. I've missed you, mate. Oh, I've missed you too, brother. I've missed you too. It's been crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, just on this Dancing on Ice journey right now where we're training every single day. So it's it's tough to kind of catch games and, you know, up earlies. Oh, it's just been so, it's been mad to be on the pod as well. So I've missed you. I've missed the pod. I've missed dissecting Tottenham. And um, yeah, but yeah, it's just been crazy, bro. But I'm I'm, I'm so happy to be here with you on this so I can just... Let you, you know, give you and the fans a little bit of an update of what the journey's been like and and uh, to get some opinions out on good old Tottenham Hotspur. Well, Ricky, that's exactly where we'll start. We'll start with you personally, because uh, for anyone watching, uh, particularly those abroad who have no idea what Dancing on Ice is, can you explain what it is and uh, how you were approached to do this show? Because this is huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a massive show. It's been going for like 16 seasons. Uh, it's basically where a bunch of pro ice skaters, male and female, they get celebrity partners or those in the public eye and that have no dancing, no ice skating experience. And they train them up from scratch so that after about three months, you start the live shows and you you kind of dance with a partner in figure, sk- in figure skating, you know, in, 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 in dancing, on the actual ice, which is absolutely mad. I'm, I'm still trying to take, you know, grab a hold of it right now in my head because I've just been going step by step. 
Um, so it's, it's a great show. It's a great show. And those that are around the world that maybe can't get it on ITV, which is the, the, the UK channel that it's on, I'm sure that there will be loads of YouTube clips and stuff like that. So you, you can follow the journey and you can follow my journey as well on, on Instagram. I'm, I, I tend to put like daily updates of the journey and, and how it's different day to day and how much, you know, we've either gone two steps forward or two steps backwards. Do you know what I mean? Or we've landed on my bottom. Do you know what I mean? So either which way, um, I've been doing updates with that. But um, yeah, so I, I got approached pretty late on, basically. Um, basically, I just got asked, would, would I like to speak to the guys about the show? And straight away, I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's have a chat. Because, you know, what's the harm in a chat, first and foremost? Who knows what's going to happen? I've had many chats and sometimes they've gone somewhere and sometimes they haven't. Do you know what I mean? So it all started with a, with a chat and then suddenly i had to be in the middle of london and in the studios to kind of have a face-to-face chat there was a chat over zoom and then there was a face-to-face chat and and then it was all systems go basically um it all happened within about 24 hours i think so then i was thrust into the world of dancing on ice and i had to get my head around that um ricky can i can i I just interrupt you a minute i just want to um i just want you to tell the viewers and listeners because we had a conversation on the phone and when you told me that you were doing this, I, I instantly <laughs> said to you, oh, are you good at ice skating then? Have you, have you, uh, have you, you know, are you really good on the ice? And what was your reply? Absolutely not, bruv. Absolutely. I don't even like ice in my drink. Do you know what I mean? Let alone <laughs> dance on the damn ice. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely not. No, I think that maybe, you know, I was on the ice, maybe like as a 10 year old for about an hour. And, you know, you hold on to the penguins or you hold on to the side to get round. It was like that if I, you know, and it, and it's a very kind of tiny, far away memory as well. So no, I have no experience on the ice. Um, as I'm sure you'll see in when, when they do start showing the uh, when we do start going live, and when the show does actually start, I think you'll see that in the first days when I was actually on the ice, how terrified I was, and and how um, like it looks like I'm about to drop every three seconds every single three seconds doesn't matter what i'm doing whether i'm going backwards or going forwards or try it looks like i'm about to drop and uh it's crazy it's crazy how far we've come in in this amount of time do you know what i mean from that day one so no um i have no experience on the ice or had no experience on the ice before this journey and um i've literally started from scratch Ricky, there's 12 famous faces uh, that are taking part in uh, Dancing on Ice this season. Um, talk us through the people that you've met. Um, I, I've just put a picture on screen now for those of you listening uh, on an audio platform. Um, Ricky, talk us through this picture. Oh, man. This is like basically first days on the ice with Torval and Dean kind of being our coaches which is absolutely crazy to say and they've already told us we're not allowed to call them Torval and Dean no more it's Jane and Chris otherwise we get told off so um yeah but those that I mean I'm sure everybody knows who Torval and Dean are but they were they represented the UK at the Olympics and absolutely smashed it you know brought home the gold um their their epic bolero dance is is I, I mean I've always seen it growing up it's always been massive and um so yeah to get taught by those guys on the very first day was it was kind of epic it was so exciting and they're so lovely as well and they were very patient with me um (laughs) 
I on those first days that 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 picture of the group of us together is like the first days on the ice and on those first days I I don't normally swear a lot maybe, maybe when I'm around the boys and maybe yes, you do a bit, maybe <laughs> when we're having a drink and stuff do you know what I mean but but generally I you don't. did under Conte <laughs> I, yeah but I mean so did a lot of us I mean do you know what I mean if you didn't swear you'd bloody well cry but um. <laughs> But yeah, like when I was on the ice, mate, like the every swear word was coming out of my mouth because I was I was always about to drop. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know how many times that I just like had to apologize to the camera guys because I I didn't realize at, to, at the end of the day that we'd been mic'd up all day, so they've been hearing me like oh dear, F, oh my gosh, bro, they better have the bleep machine ready. I'm telling you. <laughs> um they better have that ready but um no it was epic mate and you know um i've managed to get to know ricky hatton as well you know absolutely legend of a boxer and a legend of a man do you know what i mean he's so and he's such a lovely guy as well uh you might have seen him in um at the tyson fury in, in garden fight yeah he was over over there as, as kind of one of the invited guests and as one of the one of the boxing legends so um it's been great to get to know him he is a lovely guy uh ryan thomas as well who was in cory so our paths have always crossed whether it be at uh the award shows or we was we was on the same shows at different times like so our paths always crossed and he is such a lovely guy as well he's fantastic on the ice he is so good um uh greg greg uh rutherford as well the long jump olympian who is a lovely guy, Man United supporter. So uh, we've had some interesting texts back and forth. Um, lovely guy again. Um, Amber Davies, who is currently in the, uh, is touring uh, Pretty Woman, the, the show, the musical is what I was looking for. Um, so she's currently touring and training at the same time and prepping for the show. So she's a workhorse. Claire Sweeney, um, former Brookie, on Corey at the minute, lovely, lovely, lovely lady. Um, Adele Roberts, who is on BBC Radio One. Again, our paths have crossed over the years and, and she is just a wonder woman. First days on the ice, she was full of like, you, you know, she was getting the steps, but she was full of elegance and grace straight away. So definitely one to watch for. Um, poor old Stephen, Stephen off of Goggle Gogglebox. He, um, I got to meet him on the first couple of days, and once we started training, like, like two days later, maybe, maybe three or four. But like within the first week, at least, he ended up doing a turn, almost almost breaking his ankle and having to go to like hospital and get plates oh, wow. in it. And yeah, like it's. It was a it was a lot. It was a lot. So he's out from the show. He was one of the original cast that was going to be in the show. But again, it kind of reminds me and reminds all of us that that, that there's real dangers um, when you're working on ice. You know, it's not just all fun and games. Those those drops and those falls can be really kind of tough. Um, so yeah, he's had to unfortunately come out of the show. Uh, he's been um, kind of his place has been taken by the Olympian Eddie the Eagle which again kind of blows my mind Absolutely I saw that yeah I, I cannot believe Eddie the Eagle is going to be part of this show as well I mean wow um and then we've got Miles as well uh, who's a lovely 
there was we're just all a lovely bunch i swear to you i mean i'm just gonna go through this whole list and just go everyone's lovely roxy from emmerdale lovely lady um who else we got who am i missing uh ryan ricky miles greg me i'm missing somebody i'm missing somebody i can't believe i'm missing somebody uh um, Hannah, Hannah as well, S Club 7. Haven't been able to meet her as yet, but I'm looking forward to seeing her. Um, on the first days on the ice, she was, she couldn't be there. So um, I've got to miss kind of getting to know her. But once we, I think, I think we have a meetup in December. I'm not sure. I think there's like a filming meetup in December. I'm not sure before the January shows, but I have to find that out. But listen, all, every single person and those that I've missed out as well, um, Lou Sanders, the comedian, met her on Big Brother's Bit on the Side when I used to be a panellist on that show. Again, really funny lady, but is so good on the skates. Like, she is, like, she's very comfortable on the skates. Um, and that was on day one, you know? So I'm really excited to see what, what, what's going to come from all, every every single person. And those that started from zero to where they where we get, for, get to when the show starts, because... It's kind of mind-blowing, Chris, to tell you the truth. Like, for, from, from me hanging on day one, literally, like, hanging on to the sides, and they're, they're asking me to do certain basic moves, and I'm looking at them like, like, they, like, like they're aliens, basically. Like, are you sure? Like, is that, can that happen? Do you know what I mean? Is that meant to happen? Are you sure that that's how you want it done? Like, it was, it was I was so confused, man. I swear to you. There, there was a point where I just thought to myself, like, what am I doing? Because but, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to get this. Do you know what I mean? How are you gonna get to the stage when they're um like, like literally when you've got to hold your partner by the legs and swing them around? That's what I'm saying. That's what I, wow. I don't know. But do you know what? What I've done is in because because sometimes I let my 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 head uh, run away with me. Sometimes I look too far forward. So what I've done is I've kind of stripped it away. Um, I've gone to myself like, don't worry about the, and I am worried about the cold. But don't worry about the cold. Don't worry about falling. Don't worry about any of these things, any of the noise that goes on in the head. Just listen to the, and this is this was my, my kind of thought process for the first 30 hours of training, which was with a one-on-one -on -one coach, which I've just completed. Thursday, I just completed the 30 hours. And basically I said to myself, yeah, just listen to your coaches. They're not, they're not gonna give me anything that I can't do. They're gonna take it step by step. So let me trust in them. And let me not worry about the little voices in my head. And little bit by little bit, we'll keep moving forward. All I need to do is take the first step one day. And then the next day, we can take the next step. And then the next day, we can take the next step on top of that. So that's what I've done. And I'm kind of like, and I'm nowhere near good yet. But I'm like kind of astonished at how far I've come in those 30 hours. It's, it's, it's been amazing. Like, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm going backwards right now. I mean, gingerly. But I'm going backwards. Do you know what I mean? And and I'm I'm trying to string together some of these turns and some of these things that they're asking me to do, like forward crossovers and backward crossovers, which are mental. Um, I'm trying to get these things down, and um, I just haven't let the noise kind of affect me. I've just concentrated on exactly what they've asked me to do, and little bit by little bit we get there. Do you know what I mean? So the first show, Ricky, is January. January 14th is the first show. And to my knowledge, what they'll do is, because there's 12 of us uh, celebs uh, in total. So what they'll do is they'll split us into two piles of six. 
And week one will be a group of six. Week two will be a, the other group of six. And then after that, I think, I think it just goes to everybody being in the show. I think, but I've got to get that confirmed. Um, so yeah, January 14th will be the first show. I was born to rights here. Are you like Todd Carty or Gemma Collins? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you know what that Todd Carty one does crack me up? I love how he just got, and if you don't know what, what, what I'm talking about, Ted Car Todd, Todd Carty used to be in EastEnders. He used to play a character called Mark Fowler. And he also done Dancing on Ice. And when he was on the ice with his partner, basically he kind of lost control and ended up going off in his own direction. And it ended up, he ended up going down the kind of tunnel that you, you normally emerge from. Do you know what I mean? But he ended up going down that whole tunnel and then had to turn around and come back out and finish his dance routine with, with, his, with his partner. And it was hilarious, but well done to him for making it work and, and going with it and having a giggle with it. And then Gemma Collins, oh my gosh. I mean, that was an epic fall. And, and, and that's, again, it's part of the reality of this show. You know, when they say it's live, it's live live. It's not being recorded live. It's not recorded yeah. the day before and then shown on Sunday. It's recorded at the time that you're watching it. So as you guys at home will see the titles and, and the theme tune come up that opens the show, we will hear that too. And that means that we're, we're, we're going to work. So anything that does happen on a live show will be what happens. And, and that's the reality element of the show as well, you know? So anything can happen at any time. And the ice is unpredictable. I mean, this, you know, especially for novices, especially for those that come from zero, if you're, if you know, some of these pro skaters have had, they've been dancing since, they've been ice skating, I should say, since they were like five years old. So they've gone through all the bumps. They've gone through all the bruises. They've figured out where their feet need to be and stuff like that. They've, um, you know, they've, they've had experience, months and months of experience of learning how to lift and how to be lifted. And we're, we're all doing this really, really fast um, within three months. And I know it sounds like a, a long time, but it's not. Um, I thought 30 hours was a long time and I can't believe I've just completed that and I feel like I need another 30 hours just to kind of get confident with it, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, it's a quick turnaround but like that Gemma Collins fall is, is, is it's become epic and you know, I know a lot of people had a chuckle with it but it's become epic but again give her credit, she got back up and she finished that routine, do you know what I mean? And that, that takes a lot of guts you know, when everybody's ha had a little chuckle or a little kind of side out after a mistake, to carry on and to keep moving forward is that that takes guts and that's brave. And, and she done that. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I I've got to give her a clap. And both to both Todd and Gemma, I've got to give them both a massive clap because I'm about to be in, in, in that scenario. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm about to have this experience where if something goes wrong, what am I going to do? Do you know what I mean? Carla writes, Chris definitely needs a day on the ice with you, but no, I definitely don't. I definitely don't. We'll have to get you on, mate. We'll have to get you on. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Ricky, I'll tell you what, on behalf of uh, every viewer and listener of this podcast, uh, you know, I wish you all of the very best with it. And uh, hopefully, hopefully you'll win the show. But I think I, I think all of us will be very, very proud of you, whatever happens, um, because yeah. it does take a lot of guts to do something like this. So very, very best of luck. Um, before we get into the football, um, I would just like to say um, a big thank you to everybody because we are very near 
uh, 100,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel, which is absolutely incredible. We're about 1,250 uh, to 100,000, which I never, ever in a million years thought that would be possible. Um, also, if you missed it, um, on Saturday, um, I did a podcast with Sean Wallace, of course, from The Chase, uh, a fantastic guest. Um, he's actually got a charity event at AFC Wimbledon um, on the 16th of November. On Thursday, the 16th of November, between 7 and 10, uh, you can go meet Sean Wallace and uh, you could even uh, have the chance to take him on in a chase style quiz. So do support that because it is a charity event that Sean Wallace will be doing. Um, Ricky, let's come on to the football now. Um, how are you feeling as a Spurs fan right now? Because things are pretty good. And uh, let, me, let me just say as well, because you're doing Dancing on Ice, you, you are a channel regular, you're on most games and uh, that's not going to be possible during all of your training and during you doing the shows. But you are very welcome when you do get time to come on, if you get time to come on. Um, but, Thanks. you know, we're trying to get you on as much as possible. But how are you feeling right now? Mate, I, I'm so kind of, I, I, I'm joyous. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy with our side. I'm happy with our management. I'm happy with our recruitment. I'm happy with the attitude that the boys are showing. I'm happy with their reactions, you know, in the good and the bad. Um, I, I'm, I'm just really overjoyed with this, with this Tottenham side. And, you know, like our gaffer says, the, no ceiling, no flaws. The sky's the limit with this. And we're, we've only just begun. We've only just begun this journey. And yes, we've hit the ground running. And yes, we've been really lucky with um, that, that new leadership group that we've got that has, that has taken charge and has is, is really kind of not only put heart into the, into the Tottenham side, but have put class and, 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 and they've put kind of responsibility um, into every one of those players that are, that are there. And like we're seeing them, we're seeing them not only enjoying it, but we're seeing them working hard. In the, in the final third and in defence, like we're seeing the hard work, we're seeing the attitude, we're seeing how they're fighting for each other. And that's all we ever want as Tottenham fans, you know, win, lose or draw. If we can see that they've put everything out there and they've, they've you know, they, they, they've gone all out to try and get that result, then we can all respect that regardless of what that result is. And it, it's so nice to have our Tottenham back. It's so, and it's, it's blowing my mind that we're at top of the league right now and still unbeaten. Um, I'm loving that, and and as every game goes by, it just it just fills me with more and more belief that you know we really do have our Tottenham back, and that and that good times and good days are definitely coming, and and to enjoy the present, do you know what I mean? As in to enjoy the moment as we're in it right now, because as Tottenham fans, we know it can change at any time, and we've been through the doom and gloom, we've been through the dark skies, we've been through the miserable times, you know, we've been through the times that we, we you know, the, 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 we, we're kind of thankful for an international break. And that's not us. We, you know, we, we can't wait until the next game, you know, normally. So um, it's nice to enjoy our football again. It's nice to feel some pride behind our side right now. It's, it, it's great, bro. It's great. So I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling joyous. I'm feeling happy. And, you know, who knows what this side could do. Ricky, with the appointment of Ange Postacoglu, and, you, you know, you remember, you know, you and I spoke at length about this, about who we wanted in as our next manager, you know, particularly after Mauricio Pochettino left. We feel a lot of us felt like the, the club had gone backwards or, or gone round in circles in many ways, you know, appointing win-now managers in Jose Mourinho, Antonio Conte. Postacoglu came in. 
know, not a lot of people, you know, let's be uh, very frank about it. Not a lot of people were a fan of the appointment. Um, are you surprised by the impact that he, he has had on this football club so quickly? Because you mentioned there, you know, Spurs at the moment are the only unbeaten side in the Premier League. Played 10, won 8, drawn 2. Not only are we unbeaten, but we've played some super stuff. Yeah, we have played some super stuff. But it's, it's amazing what Big Andrew's done. Um, you know, when his name was in the list... He's, he's, and I, I'd happily admit that I kind of dismissed him off of that list for all the reasons, you know. Um, okay, he won at Celtic, and but you know, that that type of kind of Premier League arrogance that we have that you know that, that creeps in time to time to all of us, it was kind of like, but yeah, there's only two teams in Scotland, so how hard is that anyway? You know, you kind of dismiss it, and then. You kind of look at where he's been and you kind of go, well, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, what type of impact has he made sort of thing? So you, you have a very dismissive um, attitude towards it. But look at what he's done since he's come in. And look how many problems he had to fix, Chris. Like, we knew how broken yeah. that the side was, the club was, the how broken the fan base was. You know, how many arguments were the, were the fans having with each other last season, end of last season? about 101 different issues that were happening within our club. So for him to come in and, you know, fix so much so quickly is astonishing, really. Um, but for him to, do the, the, to, for him to fix the, the, the biggest problem that we had, which was that team on, on the field, do you know what I mean? That team that, that, that walk out onto the grass is amazing, bro. Um, you know, he's brought in a new goalkeeper, you know, he's brought in a creative guy. He's he's brought in, you know, like the 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 those that were on loan last year, and he's integrated them into the side. Suddenly, we've got a whole new look Tottenham. You know, straight it, it looks like a whole new fresh team, and every single one of them have taken on his ideas, taken on the attitude, taken on the mission that has been presented before them. And it's taken, taken up the mantle to kind of go, and the responsibility to kind of go, no, let's do this. We are Tottenham. You know, let's go out there with our chests and our heads held high. You know, let's go and show them what we're about. Let, let them worry about us, you know. And they've done that every single game. And, and not only that, they've learned and they've adapted and they've built on um, the good performances. And they've, you, you can see that they try to learn the, the lessons through the mistakes that they have made as well, which is all encouraging because it is still in its infancy, this this side and and Ange as a, as a, as a manager. <clears throat> but for him to like get the first two manager of the months and for me, rightly, deserves, deservedly, should get... Could be a third. Yeah, should get the hat-trick. He should get the hat-trick um, is amazing. For a new manager to come into this league with so much doubt, with so much negativity surrounding the club, losing our top goal scorer, our talisman, Mr. Tottenham, um, it, it should have been, as we know it, uh, you know, the doom and gloom should have hit us by now. Those dark clouds should have ascended by now. <clears throat> and we should be all kind of having a rant on, on the shows. But it hasn't, that, it, that hasn't happened. And, and, it's, it's been night and day, and it's so enjoyable to watch. And I can't believe that uh, this manager, who, who I dismiss, like how much I love this guy right now. I love every word that he says. 
whether it's serious, whether he gives something insightful or whether he, he cracks a joke, I'm literally hanging on every single word and, you know, like, I want to run through brick rules for him, you know what I mean? So if he needs a sub on Monday, let me know and I'll get the train down. Do you know what I mean? But, like, I, I feel You haven't like got that. time. I know, I haven't. I've got, I've, I've got to watch me ankles. Do you know what I mean? I've got, I've got to take <laughs> care of me ankles, Chris. Do you know what I mean? I'm not allowed. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think he's amazing, mate. And, and I'm totally kind of head over heels uh, with Ange and what he's doing. And, and not just that, but, like, the manner of the man, the class of him. Yeah, the, the the way that he not only kind of responds to the journalists, but as how he responds to us as fans. You know, every time he's been asked a fan question, that type of message that he puts out there, you know, from I'm not going to tell the fans how to feel. Do you know what I mean? The fans will let me know if I'm doing a good job. Should they dream? Of course they should dream. Enjoy it. You know, there's so many things that he's given to us that I'm just like, I'm just buoyant and and my heart and, and the crest of my heart is is high. Do you know what I mean? I can't wait to watch a game and I can't wait to listen to one of his press conferences. And then I, I normally read it afterwards when Ali Gold kind of, you know, he does the transcript. So I'll watch it and then I'll read it and then I'll see your update on it, Chris. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I'm just loving it. I'm loving Big Ange instead right now. And it's just a beautiful place to be in. It's so nice to have a smile on our face during the week when you're, and, 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 and you know, anticipating the next game. It's a beautiful thing right now. Ricky, like I said, unbeaten. We're going into this Chelsea game. You know, played 10, won eight, drawn two. Haven't lost a game in the Premier League yet. Haven't even lost a game in the Cup, really, because we lost on penalties. Um, as you mentioned, a number of, of new players coming in and Postacoglu working tremendously with these players to get him playing the style that he wants to. He's come out and said that there is so much more to come. Um, and when you think back about pre-season as well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't smooth. You know, I was there pre-season. You know, Thailand, the game got cancelled. There were a number of issues, plus the tiredness from those players, you know, the tiredness from all of those flights as well. Are you getting carried away, though, at this stage of the season? And also, has your expectation changed? Because I've got to admit, and I, you, you probably know this anyway, you know, from co conversations that we've had, I didn't think that we'd make top four this season. But I'll tell you what, I am now expecting top four because of the great start that we have had. Um, some people are saying that we're title contenders. You know, Channel Regular Melvin, um, you know, keeps texting me literally every day. Chris, we're winning the title. Chris, we're winning the title. And I'm saying, calm down. You know, we've been in situations like this before. Yes, I even feel that it is a little bit different, Ricky. Um, but I'm not getting carried away. I'm taking one game at a time. And it's quite weird because I've never really done that. I've always been on the, excite the excitement train. Um, of you know, let's all get excited. You know, the trophies are coming. Blah blah blah. How excited are you getting? What is your expectation now? The, I think the reason that we're 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 all kind of saying don't get carried away is because the amount of times that we've been slapped in the face with Tottenham, the amount of yeah. times that we've put our hearts and our, and and everything on the line and said yes, we're going to pick up this trophy. Yes, we're going to win this. Yes, we're going to do that. And the amount of times that we've been slapped in the face over the years. But the tide has changed. This is a different Tottenham. You can see it. There's so many. There's so many games out there where, like, you can see that if it was under different management, or if it was last season, the season before, or something like that, that we wouldn't have got that result, or we wouldn't have pushed forward, or we wouldn't have kept on going. This is a totally different Tottenham. This is a totally different eleven. This is a totally different manager. This is a totally different mindset. And first and foremost, for all of those that are getting carried away, 
why not? Because what is football otherwise? Do you know what I mean? What is football otherwise? Enjoy it. Get carried away. Do it. Who cares? We are at the top of the table. We are unbeaten. You know, if it was any other top side, uh, top six side right now that was that had the same record as, as us, every pundit, every paper, every fan would be saying they're winning the league. If it was the Gooners there, they'd be saying they're winning. If it was Man City, if it was Liverpool, if it was Man United, if it was Newcastle, if it was Villa, you'd all be saying those lot are going to be, maybe not Villa because, you know, Villa are on the ascendancy, but they're playing good football. But th- those are going to win it. So why can't we be in the conversation? Last year, the way that we finished and where we finished in the league last year to where we are right now, unbeaten, why can't you enjoy it? Why can't you celebrate it? Why can't you wish for the greatness? So to all of those, I say wish for the greatness. Myself, what I'm doing is I'm not looking, <clears throat> and this is kind of in line with my dancing on ice head, right? So I'm not thinking about lifting the trophy, me personally. I'm not thinking about lifting the trophy at the end I of am. this journey. Right? Thank you, Chris. And I love you for that, right? <laughs> and, it's the, and it's the same with Tottenham right now. Don't worry about them winning the league right now. Like, do you think that they can win the next game? Do you think that they can win the next game? Great. Well, do you know what, Ricky? I had a conversation with someone earlier this morning and, I, and, and they said, do you think we can win the league? And I said, no. And I said, but do you know what? I can't see what games we're going to lose. So it is me being really confident, but at the same time, I want to be realistic. So in what you just said, I'm really enjoying this football. And I tell you what, the home games, you know, Andrew alluded to it in a press conference the other day. You know, that Spurs stadium is like a nightclub. That is a party atmosphere. That is incredible. I tell you what, I've never had such great times at the stadium uh, than Ange Postacoglu being our manager. And I didn't ever think I'd be saying that, certainly in the summer uh, when he was appointed. But it has been incredible. And I'm really, really enjoying this journey right now. And you're right. You know, I'm, I'm going into the game. I know we haven't discussed the Chelsea game yet. But, you know, the Chelsea game Monday, I'm feeling confident that we're going to get three points. And, and that's all that matters right now. The fact that we can... The, the, the last time that we were, you know, really confident that we could go into any game and win it was... Under Poch. Uh, right, under Poch. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. been a long time since we've felt that way. You know, I might... I, I will always back us to win when you ask me about a result at the end of the show. But, you know, there's always something in the back of my head that's kind of like... Eh! Maybe, hopefully, do you know what I mean? But right now, I wholeheartedly believe that we can beat any team. And, you know, and it's all about the next game. So take that, just, you know, instead of looking at the peak of the mountain and going, wow, look how far that is. Wow, that's going to be a lot of steps. That's a lot of energy. I don't know if I'm going to make it because you're looking up at the peak. But if you just look in front of you and take that next step and just keep taking that next step and just as long as you're moving forward, then, you know, when we get closer to the peak, we can see how quickly we can get there and, and whether, it's, whether it's feasible to get there. But we are entitled to enjoy this journey. We are entitled to enjoy where we are in the league. We're entitled to celebrate, um, you know, and we're entitled to kind of feel the way that we're feeling right now because we've had four years-ish, you know, there's been sprinkled some good times in there, but pretty much dire straits football. Do you know what I mean? Pretty much not exciting to watch pretty much, you know, you're dreading it. You know, there's been many games that I've dreaded watching, you know, so enjoy this. I basically know that with every game that we go into, we're going to go to battle. We're going to put everything out there. The the boys are going to try their hardest. They're going to try their best. And if if we come unstuck and we lose a game, that doesn't distract us 
from our journey and our destination and where we're going. Yeah. That will be a bump in the road and it's going to happen. We're going to lose the game at some point, but it's going to be a bump in the road and it's going to be about how those characters in that squad pick themselves up, learn that lesson and then um, keep moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all about the, the forward momentum and we have that. So as long as we're, you know, it's, it, I'm excited about the next game. That's, that's it. And that's where I'm at right now. And that keeps me in the moment, in the present, and keeps me speaking about that. I'm not speaking about the title. Let everybody else speak about the title. Let the pundits speak about the title. Let everybody underestimate us. Let everybody kind of dismiss us. You know, oh, they're going to fall away. This is going to happen. Let them do it. Let us just enjoy the moment that we're in right now because we haven't been in this moment for such a long time. What do you make of it, though, Rick? Because in the summer, no one was talking about Tottenham. You know, we'd lost Harry Kane. We'd brought in Postacoglu, which most people said that he'd be gone by Christmas. He'd probably be one of the first managers to be sacked, blah, 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 blah. And now everybody is talking about Spurs. Everybody is talking about our Spurs title contenders and talking about, you know, the the, the team, uh, the star player, James Madison being one. You know, he's been absolutely unbelievable, an unbelievable signing. Everyone's saying he is the signing of the summer, signing of the season. What do you make of everyone talking about Spurs now, um, you know, pundit-wise? I mean, let them talk. I mean, I, I, it has to be, I mean, I've always felt with Tottenham, the, when we're doing good, it has to kind of be like shoved in their face, down their throat a bit for them to admit it. But it's all coming out now. And, and that's great. Let them talk. Let them talk. Positive vibes are positive vibes. And the thing is, is that I've heard many a rival fan speak about Ange and the sides uh, and Tottenham, the side, and kind of go, you know what, I don't like you, lot, but I, I kind of like your football and I, I kind of like your manager. Like, they can't help it. You know, uh, there were pundits and fans saying that we were going to finish 10th this season. Well, that ain't happening, you know. Uh, that is not happening. So, it, it's great. The turnaround is great. As long as the positive vibes are flowing in the right direction, keep them rolling. Do you know what I mean? But let, let, let us know where we are. And, and let's stay in the moment, stay present. And as long as we kind of keep back in the boys, keep back in the manager with that amazing, electrifying fans, you know, and that fan base and, and the songs and the trumpets and, and, and the flags, you know, big shout out to THFC flags and, you know, big shout out to James Black and, and, and all those that kind of, you know, Spurs song sheet as well, that also kind of, get those songs going and, and get that good energy flowing, you know, because the energy, as we saw when we were under Conte and we played the Gooners in, the, in that last, that last kind of, what was it? Last five games, I think it was. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, Tell them, honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. 
we saw how, how how much that energy can kind of push us over the line we saw how much that energy can actually lift the side on on the field and kind of get them to be playing out of their skins so if you've got the motivational speaker you know and manager and man of big Ange kind of setting you up right mentally and then you come out with all of that energy behind you at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium I mean you know that's a force to be reckoned with and it's going to take a lot to beat us with that behind us and those away fans and you're part of the away fans Chris so you, I mean I know you can kind of elaborate a bit more but every time that I I watch the the the, the games I hear those away fans singing shouting you know cheering our boys on more so, yes, in the good times, but more so in those bad times. More so when there's been a dip and I hear, come on, you Spurs. Come. And it just builds and it just builds and it just builds. And you see a reaction from the boys on the field as well. So we're, we're electrifying right now. Enjoy it. Keep that electricity going. Let it build. Let it grow. And let this momentum keep keep kind of getting us results. Keep pushing forward and stay unbeaten. Wouldn't it be nice to go to into Christmas unbeaten? Oh, my gosh. You are getting carried away. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a bit. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, to answer your question about the away games, it has been electric in every single away end. You know, so far this season, it has been electric. And equally so, the uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You mentioned James Black there. Um, before the games, after the games, you know, he gets fans up for it. Um, you know, every fan is singing at the moment. As I said, it's like a party atmosphere at home at the moment. It is incredible. And, and the nice thing is everyone's smiling. Everyone's really enjoying it. And everyone I know, um, you know, certainly over the last couple of years when, um, you know, some people have said to me, oh, I don't fancy it this weekend. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't fancy it this weekend? It's, it's Tottenham. They're like, yeah, but the, the football isn't that great. You know, like now every single person I know wants to go. You know, the amount of texts and the amount of emails and the amount of messages I get from people, they're like, oh, I want to go, but I can't get a ticket. And I want to go, you know, so much so much of that. Everyone wants to go at the moment. Everyone is really, really excited. Um, Ricky, who has been, this is probably a silly question, um, because I could probably name most of the starting 11, if not all. Um, who's been your standout players? Who have you been really, really impressed by? Oh, like you just said there, and how lucky are you? are we to kind of say that, that we could actually go through the whole 11? Um, you know, you know, Vicaro has been absolutely fantastic. The the concerns and the worries that I had about him have, have quickly been put to bed. And, you know, not only that, the goalkeeping department and the goalkeeping coaches, those things that we were worried about, I think they kind of clocked as well. And And, and they've gone on to work on those things. And you can see... You know, with this, you know, so my one of the biggest things that I was worried about was that he parried a lot. So when he saved, he parried back into the box. But if you see recently, you know, every time that he takes a save, or every time he parries, he parries away. Do you know what I mean? So it either goes yeah. off for a corner or it goes behind or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm seeing these differences. I, I saw him, I've seen him come out and catch a few crosses and catch a few corners recently as well, which... You know, I, I was a bit worried about that when I saw some of his highlights when we when we signed him, and um, you know he's not only worked on his weaknesses, Vicario, but has actually built on his strengths as well. And you can see his reaction time. Look at his footwork. Look how calm he is. And compare that to the great who I still love tremendously, Hugo Lloris. But you know, every time that we used to pa pass back to Hugo Lloris, I was 
panicking. I was biting my nails. I'm like, please don't pass it. Why is he taking another touch? But why yeah. did you why did you pass it back to Lloris? You know, like we all know that it's a problem. But if you look at Vicario and how calm he is, it's next level, mate. It's next level. And again, he's in his infancy. This is the, the first 10 games in the Premier League that he's had in a different country, in a different league, new players, new manager, new surroundings. And look how he's taken up that challenge. And, you know, Mickey van der Ven, oh my gosh, the, the, the flash, you know, uh, totally transformed our back line. You doggy, <laughs> another kind of guy that, you know, not myself, because I actually watched him last year a lot. I was watching a lot of the Udinese highlights just to check in on him. And he was absolutely phenomenal last year, absolutely running the game from a left wing back. The only question on him was, can he play left back? And boy, did he answer those questions. Poro, again, because everybody else has been so great, you don't realise some of the good things that he's been doing, some of the great moves that he's been making, some of the great runs to kind of take uh, defenders and opposition out, out of their position and get them confused a bit. You know, uh, Basuma, we've seen an absolutely new Basuma. Madison, whew, is the man that we've been waiting for for a long time. But you've seen even like Papsar kind of just grow up and glow up and and just kind of, he, he looks better and better every single week. You know, then you've got Kulazewski, who's taken a little while to get up to speed, but he's a dynamite he's, and he's dynamism in motion. You know, the left side has been a bit kind of iffy, um, whether it be Richarlison, whether it had been Solomon, who got an unfortunate injury, uh, Perisic. Um, but, you know, I left two out because I think these are the two that are really kind of, kind of, made me smile with both of their different attitudes and both of their different ways you know i think kuti romero is he just jumped up 10 levels for me um i said on this show last year that when he was kicking out and when he was getting silly yellow cards i believed that it was more out of frustration it was more out of frustration with with how the football that we was playing he didn't like that style of football how he was frustrated with the results how he was frustrated that we kind of collapsed or conceded defeat uh, rather than fighting and losing, just conceding defeat. I think, you know, I think that really got to him. He's an old school defender that I, I think that some of the yellow cards that he got were to almost like wake our team up. You know, when you used to get back in the day, like uh, a sliding challenge and everyone was like, oh, in the crowd and, and, and then, you know, your own boys wake up as well. And I think he'd done things like that, but, he hasn't needed to do that. And you've seen him be responsible. You've seen his calmness, his assuredness. He does not panic. And yet he can, he's a beast. And he's, he's not afraid of a fight, as we know. Um, but he's not afraid to kind of be a little bit of a creative genius as well. Um, he's been a leader at the back there. You've, you've heard Big Ange kind of speak about how everybody feels calm around Kuti. And... You know, to see him kind of just step it up and, and be that leader at the back, it's a beautiful thing to see because we haven't seen it in a very long time. Do you know what I mean? But it's a beautiful thing to see. And now that he's got a partner that he can rely on that actually kind of covers some of his weaknesses in Van der Ven, you know, it, there's a beautiful partnership being built there. And then, of course, the main man, my boy, my homie. I wish he was my homie. He's not. But, you know... But uh, Sonny, I, I absolutely love Sonny. I, I, I've loved him for years, but you know what? It's just like, 
there's been so many opportunities for him to kind of step away and to, to, to leave us in the lurch. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's always been interesting, Sonny. I mean, this summer, just gone, he, there was a Saudi offer on the table, but he let us all know that absolutely not. I ain't finished with Tottenham. Uh, I've still got a lot to achieve. I want to achieve great things with Tottenham. And um, I ain't going nowhere for, for, for a long time. And he's done that so many times. He's done that when uh, Harry Kane was about to leave for Man City and he couldn't play that first game because his mind wasn't right and stuff. And what did he do? He was like, don't worry, I'll take the responsibility. I'll go up front and I'll bang a goal. Do you know what I mean? And for him to be given the captaincy, I felt that has been one of the perfectly placed captaincies because he leads with heart. He leads with class. He leads with integrity. And he's still a fighter. Um, you know, it, it, it doesn't make him weak. It makes him stronger, all of those things. And I think that galvanises our side. And I think it, 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 it's the example that all, all, everybody that steps out into that field has got to step up to and has got to live up to. And I think Sonny's been, you know, I think he's just been outstanding for his all-round game, for the man that he is on the pitch, but especially for the guy that he is off of it. When he helps the young ones, when he helps... The, the the older ones when he helps the coaches or whether he's cracking joke or being that personable I think he's so important I think he's so key to the way that we play and who we are and how we represent ourselves on that pitch um, so it's got to go to Sonny for me it's brilliant I tell you what the, the way that you spoke so highly about every single player there it has been um, fantastic to watch Ledley King today um, was talking about Van der Ven and Romero and said Romero has adapted his game this season and has uh, and now has a stable partner in Van der Ven who has been exceptional uh, these two are a top partnership um, is this partnership going to be as good as Toby and Jan do you think in the future I think it could be better and I don't want to, that ain't no disrespect. Do you know what I mean? I absolutely love Toby and Yan. All right. When we signed Yan, I saw Yan's first game, first ever game. And it was um, just after Ledley had actually retired. And I was like, okay, who is this defender? Like, what is he about? I know that he was from Ajax, which, you know, always makes me smile. You know, I love the Dutch league and, and I, I love what they do, especially with young players and the way that they play football. So I knew that it would be a good fit. Um, but when I, and as soon as they brought him in, I was calling for the club to please bring in Toby because that was he, he, they grew up together, so I knew their history. And so when he went to Atletico, I thought, all right, there's no chance we're going to get Toby. Then he went on loan to Southampton, as we know, and then the, the year after, we managed to nab him. And what a partnership! Again, Toby not only brought. Um, a brilliant sense in the way that he defended. Very kind of intelligent. Didn't have to go to ground too often. Uh, very calm, very assured. You know, uh, loved to make a run forward. And Yan being all of those other things, you know what I mean? They, they were literally kind of two halves of a circle and they, they were beautiful together. But I think that these two could, could be better. Um, I think that they could hit new heights. I think that they could they could be the almost the best partnership that we've had at the club, bro. Because Cooting is absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's he's really taking on the responsibility of vice captain. I think he loves this young side. 
um, and then having his partner in crime in in Van der Ven next to him, you know, uh, I I think that the age that they both are, I think with the attributes that they both bring, not only do they complete a circle, but I think that they could take that, they could take that level even higher, bro. I think they could be they could be spoken amongst the greats um, of the Premier League by the time these two are done. Um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And again, I'm not getting carried away. Yes, you are. I tell you, I love these comments in in the comments section here, saying uh, Van der Ven and Romero are like fire and ice. Love that. Love that. Ricky, have you been keeping an eye on ha what Harry Kane's up to? Yeah, I have actually. Um, yeah, so ever since he signed for Bayern, I have been kind of checking out the uh, the highlights um, on YouTube and just kind of keeping an eye on how he's doing out there, and he's loving it, smashing it. And, and it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy how the football world suddenly loves Harry Kane now that he's not at Tottenham. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think he's been tremendous. And good luck to him. I know he scored another... I haven't seen yesterday's highlights as yet, but I know he scored another hat-trick. Um, yeah. So well done to him. He's going he's gonna to literally smash every goal-scoring record going in Germany. He's going to be a phenomenon. You know, he's probably going to be up for Ballon d'Or next year. Um in that list, in, in high contention. Um, but I, I know he scored the halfway line goal. And, you know, when we saw that halfway line goal against Juventus in, in, what was it, the Audi Cup? Was it the Audi Cup, Chris? Was it? It wasn't Audi Cup, no. No, it wasn't Audi Cup. It was a friendly, right? It was a, it was a friendly. Pretty in America, friendly. yeah. 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 All right. So, <laughs> but I know when we saw that, that halfway line kind of goal, um, against Juventus. We all hoped that he could maybe recreate that in a league game. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. He scored many a worldie, but not one from the halfway line. But to see him do it live, do you know what I mean? Like against, you know, in, in a proper game with points on the line, you know, Bayern were dominating. It was That was a crazy game. I think they, I think Bayern went down to 10 men and I think decided they were playing with down to nine men. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. But it was a nutty game. Um, but he's loving it out there and, and well done to him, man. Go live life, man. Go get all the things that you desire, bro. You know, he is Tottenham through and through. He is still one of our own. Even when Thierry Henry wanted to kind of trip him up, you know, he saw the blue and white, the blue and lily white in his veins come come to the floor, to, to, to the floor. So, you know, good luck to him. Go go make it happen, Harry. Rick, that's why I love you. I tell you, um, most people would have said who or Harry who. We don't need to talk about him anymore. But you're so you're such a, a nice guy talking about him like that. Um, Ricky, let's come on to talk about another nice guy. But perhaps you know being criticised because he's now wearing that Chelsea badge on his on his uh, on his chest. And you were on a podcast with me some months ago uh, when I put a picture up of Maurizio Pochettino uh, with that Chelsea badge on his chest. And you actually said, get that down, get that down, get that picture down now. You didn't like it. I've got to admit, I don't like it because I love Maurizio Pochettino. I think he, he done wonders at our football club. He took us to the next level. He, he gave us Champions League football year in, year out. Probably deserved a little bit more credit in the bank when he was sacked in November 2019. I think I, I speak to for a lot of people here, uh, you know, at the time, it felt like a death in the family. It felt like a, a real loss. Uh, for a lot of us, thinking what's going to happen next. Of course, Jose Mourinho was then appointed the very, very next morning. And I often say, you know, that was late at night Pochettino went. Early morning, Jose Mourinho 
uh, was appointed manager. And I always say that if you had an early night and then got up in the morning, everyone had been like, what? What on earth's happened here? Um, but of course, he is returning for the very, very first time, Maurizio Pochettino. And I'm of the belief that he would get an unbelievable welcome if he was manager of, even if it was Man United, even if it was Liverpool, even if it was another team in the Premier League, just not Chelsea or Arsenal, or indeed, you know, if he was still managing PSG and he'd come back to Tottenham. Um, what sort of reception would you personally give him before a ball is kicked? Uh, and what reception do you think he's going to get? You know what? I, I've, I've, I've been dreading this moment, to tell you the truth, Chris. So even when you put up that picture, the reason I said get it down is because I'd literally avoided everything with, with Poch's face on it ever since he signed for Chelsea. Well, how does this picture make you feel? Oh, God. See, I love him. See, I can't help but love him, bruv. I can't help but love him. I can't help but... He, look, look. He loves us, mate. He can't help but love us, too. Do you know what I mean? Look, can I, can I ask I, you very quick? I, I've just asked you a number of questions, but let me ask you. Did you did you listen um, or, or did you read the embargoed section of Pochettino's press conference? Because I'll tell you what, some of those comments, I don't think a lot of Chelsea fans will like. I haven't seen the embargo section, but like this is what I'm saying. I, I've literally avoided everything to do with Poch up until this moment. So I, I did watch his press conference. I haven't seen the embargo section as yet, but I did see his press conference. And he still speaks about us with heart. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He still loves yeah. us. Um, yeah. Yes, he's at another club, a club that we don't like. Um, but he done so much for us. And I can't help but love him. I really can't. Uh, you know... We didn't go in for him. All of those excuses, I think every Tottenham fan already knows, you know. We tried to get him from PSG, couldn't get out. PSG ended up extending his deal. And then when he did get out of PSG, you know, and we was in the hunt for a manager this summer, nobody at Tottenham picked up the phone to speak to Maurizio Pochettino, even though he was kind of flirting with us. You know, we saw Jesus' laptop with half of the team on it and... You know, we saw certain hints and and kind of come and get me calls, um, but those calls never came. So I can't blame him for taking a big bag of money to go and manage another team. Um, as you know, we we say and, and we say not not Gooners and or not Chelsea, but also I think I'd be kind of upset if he went to West Ham. Do you know what I mean? And West Ham were thinking about approaching him as well. Do you know what I mean? So look. It's football. We've had enough Chelsea managers. We've had literally Mr. Chelsea in Mourinho um, take over at Tottenham. It's a shame because this one is, is connected to our emotion. He, he took us to the highs and he was the first one to make us feel proud every single day about Tottenham and what we was doing. He was the one that we, it doesn't matter what team we, we were speaking to, in, in the pub, you know, if somebody else was another team, we could come out with 101 reasons why we're better or why, you know, we're going to destroy you come the weekend or whatever the case may be. You know, he gave us so much and he and I've never felt emotion like I have in, in those seasons under him. Do you know what I mean? Um, that champion, you know, we had Champions League every single season. You know, we got to hear that music and not only that, we got to compete with on a shoe shoestring budget and sometimes not even buying a player, you know, well, we, we know. But, 
518 days, Rick, we didn't buy a player and and he took us to a Champions League final. That would probably never, ever be repeated by a manager in, in football history. Exactly. And plus, you know, playing at Milton Keynes, playing at Wembley, you know, there was all of these things, mate. Um, but he took us through. And, you know, while he was doing well and there were big teams courting him, Man United being one, Real Madrid being the other, you know, there was a couple of people that was on him and he was like, no, I'm staying here. Um, he he done so much for us and he's and he's connected to so much so so many of my kind of happy times under him i've never seen a manager f- feel a win the way that poch felt a win for us you know i've never seen a manager shed a tear like he did you know I ne- i've never seen a manager kind of want to rip his own clothes off and and when he growled and when he said yes you know you you felt it you felt it and that he was one of us you know, not only did he speak with class, but he acted with class. He knew that what we wanted from the side and he knew that he could he could bring it. Do you know what I mean? And and that's why in the summer I was so kind of adamant that he was the man to come in and fix all of the problems, the 99 problems that Tottenham had. He was the man to come in and fix it. So when we didn't go for him, that's why I kind of dismissed the rest of it. You know, I was kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's going to be... Whoever, whoever, go on. It's going to be Sam Allardyce. It's going to be Steve Bruce. Do you know what I mean? It's going to, all right, whoever, I don't care. And and that's all, how how I felt at that moment when I found out that we were not even in the race. We were not even going to pick up the phone to Poch. So, you know, he's gone his way. Let's wish him well. You know, the press conferences have been talking about ex-girlfriends left, right and centre. And, you know, it, if Poch is an ex-girlfriend, then firstly... <clears throat> We wasn't meant to be together in the first place, was we? Not forever. Maybe for a time, and maybe we had a good time at the time, but not forever. But right now, we were big and, and you know what I mean? Like, I can see wedding bells. Do you know? <laughs> like, you know, so um, let him, wish him well. Wish him well. Um, I will always love him. I can't help it. Now, do I want to beat him come Monday? Absolutely. Am I going to boo Chelsea? More than likely, but I'm not going to boo him. He, he gave us too many good times. He picked us up. He kind of gave us consistency. He, he got us in that conversation, you know, that we are now in, where we're, where we're talking about our Tottenham title contenders. Well, he started that conversation, you know. Um, he built a fantastic team with basically nothing. Um, and, and he gave us some of the best times that Tottenham have had. And uh, I will always love him for it. And I will always thank him for it. If I met him, I'd probably want to shed two tears and, and want to give him a cuddle all at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can't help it. But I totally get that if you're hurt and upset about it, again, if you're going to use the kind of relationship analogy, if, if, you, still, if you kind of hate your ex, then you're still giving them that energy. Do you know what I mean? The fact that they're your ex, you should be like, all right, do what you're doing. You know, thank goodness I'm with somebody new who I'm supposed to be with, who loves me for all of the highs, all of the good and all of the bad. You know, at least we're building something over here. But wish them well. I don't want to hate on him. I don't want to boo him. I don't want to do nothing towards Pochettino. Wish him well. Good luck. Thank you for everything. Do you know what I mean? But we're going this way and I'm loving Big Ange instead. So I'm going to be going this way and I'm going to be putting all my energy into Big Ange and singing for Big Ange and clapping for him and cheering him and, and the boys that are on the field and, 
and kind of I'm going to get behind the side rather than try and distract my energy with negativity towards somebody that gave me so many good times. I can't do it. I can't do it. I totally respect all of those that feel that way, that want to boo, because this is our team. And, and football is emotion, whether you like it or not, it is. So if you yeah. feel that way, I get it. And I'm not going to say to you, like our boss, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. Do you know what I mean? But I, I just don't think it's, it's warranted. You know, I think he gave us too much. And he had, like you said there, he deserved to have more credit in the bank. He didn't get that. Not only did he get sacked lastminute.com, but he was told to pick up his things and leave that late in the evening because Mourinho's turning up and we're signing the contracts with him. The way that we shoved him out the door, do you know mm. what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that the, the least that we can do as fans is kind of respect him, show him love because he's, he loves us and he's going he's got, he's gonna to feel more emotion seeing us sing for Big Ange and being like, oh my gosh, that could have been, that should have been me again in this beautiful stadium. You know, then, then he is going to uh, respond to the booing, you know, because uh, he's class and he, he responds to heart. So that's what I would do. I'd show him love, you know, ki- kill him with kindness, kill him with kindness. Um, boo the Chelsea lot, left, right and centre if you want. No drama. You know, I, I'll be probably be saying some of them swear words that I don't normally say, you know, when watching the, when watching the football tomorrow. But for him, show him love, man. Be as classy as he was for us. And, and you know what, when Tottenham are, are kind of tasked with being classy, we really are, you know. Um, so show him love, man. Show him love. Ricky, in the embargoed section, Pochettino pretty much said uh, that he didn't want to leave. He was sacked. So um, he could still be there if, if he wasn't sacked. That's what he said. Uh, that's what I mean. I don't, I don't think a lot of Chelsea fans would like comments like that. Um, for me personally, I, I know people that... Uh, want to cheer him, want to uh, applaud him, uh, perhaps what, even want to sing about him. But I also know people that want to boo him and, uh, you know, they see this as a London derby that we want to win and they don't care who the Chelsea manager is. We want to win the game. For me personally, I don't know how I'm going to react um, when, when I see Pochettino come out of that tunnel. Um, I think it will be very, very mixed um, inside the stadium. I think for me, I, I would personally like to applaud him once we beat Chelsea 3 or 4-0 and give him a good uh, spanking. Um, but it's going to be a weird one. It really is because I wouldn't be at all surprised as a Spurs fan to see Pochettino return in some capacity at Tottenham Hotspur in the future, you know, whether it would be five years' time, ten years' time, whatever. I just think that there is some kind of unfinished business and I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him back. Um, and the things that he has said, you know, particularly in the embargoed uh, press conference, it is like, it isn't just the door is open, it is wide open. The, the shutter mm. doors are wide open for him to come back. He's, he's really applauded Daniel Levy as well and said what a great job he's done at the football club. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, let's come on to talk about Chelsea. Um, what have you made of their transfer business? What have you made of them so far this season? Because uh, it was only a couple of weeks ago they they played Arsenal. They were 2-0 up at Stamford Bridge. They, they drew 2-2. Um I've been told by a number of Chelsea fans, including Sean Wallace yesterday, that um, in the big games, you know, they're really up for it. Um, do you think Chelsea are going to be up for this because they've got a great record at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium? They've won the most times at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium than any other visitor for. Um, and we always seem to have a very tough time against Chelsea, home or away. I mean, it's always a tough time. It's always going to be a battle. Uh, it's never easy. I remember that they were not in great form 
when we played them Battle of the Bridge. When yeah. Pochettino was there. And yet they pulled out the 2-2 two, two to stop us progressing and to stop us kind of, I don't want to say winning the league, but at least being top for a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it's always that way. But the whole Chelsea side is a new side. Um, they haven't got really any kind of out-and-out out Chelsea stalwarts. You know, they've got, uh, what's his name? The midfielder, Connor. Connor Gallagher. That's him, Gallagher. Connor Gallagher. I mean, he's come through their youth system, so he's a Chelsea boy. Um, so, it, but it's always a battle. And Poch coming back to Tottenham, I mean, he's not going to want to be embarrassed. Do you know what I mean? Either. Um, they're in a tough situation, even though they've spent 82 billion on, uh, you know, 12 players. Um, it just shows you again what what our gaffer said the other day. You know, m- money is not going to fix every single problem. Um, spending a hundred million on every single player does you know doesn't give you less headaches. It gives you more, and it's about finding the right player, the right profile for for your team and for the style of football that you want to play. And I think that uh, Chelsea have kind of gone at it very scattergun. They've just gone for a couple of like high profile names, you know, that are young, uh, that they can get a return on their kind of investment in and stuff like that. And I don't think they've really kind of bought players to kind of fit the system, uh, especially that that Poch wants to play. Um, I think that Caicedo and Enzo Fernandez, they're a good pairing. I still think they're, they're, they're in the first kind of stages of building a relationship because they've been, some have been injured in and out of the side, so they haven't really got a run together. I think Cole Palmer from Man City, I think he's a dynamite player. Um, Brilliant. I think anything Brilliant. anything, can, anything can happen from him. Yeah. And then they've got Raheem Sterling, who is, you know, one of those underrated England footballers, I think. You know what I mean? He's always... Yes, he's, he's, he's had a rocky period. And some might kind of say that he holds on to the ball too long or... But, you know, he's, he's so super dynamic and he's, he's quick. I for goal um, can can create something out of nothing as well. So we've seen flashes of a Poch style Chelsea um, over the weeks, but it's not fully fledged right now. It's not fully going. And they're probably looking at this fixture as one to spark their season. Do you know what I mean? If they can, if they can beat the unbeatables right now, um, if they can beat their, uh, London rivals, uh, if they can get one over on us when we're going so good, well, then maybe that will spark them into life. So I do think that they're going to come ready for war, as per usual. But to be fair, I think they're going to come unstuck, Chris, because I don't think they're going to be ready for what we've got for them. I don't think they're going to be ready for how we attack, how we defend. I don't think they're, they're going to be ready for how we flood the midfield, you know, how many chances that we create. Um, and we know what a punch side looks like. We know it's going to be a 4-2-3-1. We know it's going to be a high press, which I think is going to work better for us because right now we're in a better momentum and we're, we're playing effective high press where we're getting goals and assists and we're being dangerous uh, throughout the side from front to back with that high press. And, and they haven't. They've been very kind of stop-start-ish. So... I think by them kind of going high press and us going high press, I think we're still going to come out the victors. And I think we're going to come out with our, you know, with, with the three points, no doubt for me, 
you know, and that's that's what Ange and this new side and, you know, the leadership of Sonny, Madison, Kuti, Basuma, this whole new side throughout it, this is the confidence and the belief that they've given me that we can go up against anybody. They ain't in great form. We know form goes out of the window when it comes down to London derbies. But if anybody else, if this was, if this was say, I don't know, um, Nottingham Forest with the same amount of games, with the same amount of wins, goals conceded, goals scored as Chelsea, we would look at it and go, we need to win that game. Like, we have to win that game. Like, three points have to be in the bag right there. So with their form right now we have to go in into it and, and with the fortune that we've had in the league this uh, this weekend you know uh gunas slipped up so um you know man city one point in front of us so we've got an opportunity to go two points in front of man city go back top and you know it will be another convincer for all of our fan base to be like we are definitely on this train and we're definitely going in the right direction. It's not only that we play. Uh, we play first uh, next weekend as well, away at Wolves. So uh, a, a win on Monday against Chelsea and a win against Wolves, we could actually be five points clear. Uh, incredible, um, Ricky. Team news: um, Ben Davis looks like he's out. Um, your doggy is fifty-fifty. So Anne said in the press conference on Thursday, um, if your doggy doesn't make it, does it mean that Emerson Royale will play? at left-back, and also the only change that I could anticipate is Richarlison uh, coming out for, for Brennan Johnson, who had a, a good cameo um, at the Crystal Palace game. Um, do you think that Brennan Johnson deserves more game time in a Spurs shirt? Well, he's just come back from injury, hasn't he? So he had that niggle. So we, we do have to be careful with those hamstrings and with bringing him back. But, it, you know, they've had a good week's... Week. When did we play last? Was it? Was it? Oh, Friday. It was Friday, wasn't it? It was Friday. So they've had like a long old week off. So yeah. Um and a um a, a a long kind of week of training as well. So I know they've had a couple of days off, but training must have been intense as well because they haven't had a game come the Friday or the Saturday or the Sunday. So um I would hope that Brennan would have. Had a go at kind of going super intense and seeing how that hamstring kind of holds out. And I think he deserves a spot. I think he done tremendous in that little cameo that he had in the last game. I think there's so much to come from Brennan. Um, you can see that he's eager. You can see that he wants to win. You can see that he wants to make an impression. Um, so, yeah, I would start him. I would start him. Um, it's a shame for Richarlison. You know, I think we all want him to do well. Um yeah. It's up to him. And, you know, it's, just, it's the beginning of a, another season. There ain't many excuses for him. You know, we know about his mental health issues and what he's dealing with and, and the fact that, you know, some of the people around him were not positive influences. But, like, we do need to see a bit more from him, you know? Um, it, it, and, it's a good situation, though, Ricky, isn't it? Having, having, having some quality players, having that competition. Absolutely, absolutely. It's great to have that. Um, you know, that should push Richarlison. Uh, you know, it, it should absolutely push him. So, yeah, but I think definitely Brennan deserves a shot, a start, and let's see what we can get from him. Um, and left back, Emerson Royale, I think he's, he's going to have to go in there at left back. And I would hope 
that that's especially if if your doggy is not hundred percent. But I would hope that he, your doggy's on the bench, so that you know he can come on and fulfil his destiny by yeah. scoring the, the fourth goal against Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> my, my God, that place that that, that place they take the roof off. Um, Ricky, a couple of, couple of other things I want to cover. Um, Rodrigo Bentancur, of course, returned um, against Crystal Palace. What absolute scenes in the away end, particularly after the final whistle, because he went over to the away end. Hunmin Son was cuddling him. He was pushing him over to the away end uh, for applause. Um, he's come out and said it was an incredible moment. I wasn't expecting so much love and support from the fans and my teammates. It was incredible. I almost cried. It was so such an emotional moment. How important is it that Rodrigo Benton Kurt is now back in a Spurs shirt? And um, how does he get back into this Tottenham Hotspur midfield? It's super important that he's back. I love that he's back. We've missed him tremendously. You know, he is such a quality player, especially in a Spurs shirt. You know, I don't think he, he hit the heights in a, in a Juve shirt the way that he has at Tottenham. Um, yeah. I think he's had such an influence since he's turned up. What a great buy along along with Kulazewski and. Can, can he, I just he, say as well that, that Ange said in the press conference the other day, which I want to cover in a minute, um, about getting your business done early in a transfer window. If you remember rightly, that uh, Benson Kerr and Kulazewski on deadline day in the January mm-hmm. transfer window. What an incredible pair of signings on deadline day in January. That doesn't happen very often at all. It, it doesn't. And if we would have listened to Simeone, then bloody... No, Simone, then, then, then we would have been super <laughs> upset with that, wouldn't we? I miss you, Simeone. Um, but I remember him, him comparing Bentenker to Winks. And I was like, I was on the show with you. And I was like, is he all right? Like, is he Okay. <laughs> I've just studied this guy. Like, I've just watched a few clips. You know, I'm looking at him and I think he's dynamite. And he's like, he's no better than Winks. I was like, is this guy okay? But look, you know, look how great he's done. And look how far he's come. And and that's why it's important that he's back. And what's really nice about it is that we're not going to rush him into the first team. He can actually kind of find his feet. You know, um, we can actually build those minutes into him. And... Especially because you've got a fantastic player in 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 Saar who's doing tremendous right now um, in various positions, all over the field, as our boss has said already. But um, you know, with him in the midfield, it's great that we can we've got an option to kind of bring Benton Kerr off the bench and build him up slowly, you know, little bit by little bit. Because come January, when Basuma and Saar go on to international duty straight away he's he's going to be needed for those 90 minutes he's going to be one of the you know first on the team sheet come that time so i think that's what we've got to aim to building these minutes building the strength in his knee building his confidence a little bit by little bit so that when we do get to january that or or whenever that international uh, tournament happens that he's ready to step up and to step in so i think it's more important to just build him up little bit by little bit especially these next couple of months um but yeah, what a great option to have off the bench. And, you know, I, I, I think, again, even when he's up to full speed and, you know, he's back to 100% starting every week in, week out, I think that it would probably be Basuma, Bentoncourt, Madison. But again, how beautiful is it to have a player like Papsar to come off the bench and to rotate that, you know? So if Basuma gets a yellow card, you can take him off. 
and put Sar in the in the in the eight. Do you know what I mean? Or if Bentacor is feeling a little tired, we can bring him off, put Sar in that position there, or you know rotate so that Bentacor takes over Madison's position, and we can put Sar in where Bentacor. It's 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 a beautiful problem to have right now. And the the one great thing about it is that they're all happy for each other. None of them are being kind of side eye or watching their own back or you know their own starting spot there's a collective there and that's what's really special about this group right now there there isn't no poison there isn't no toxicity within within that squad and you can see it you can see it before the game starts you can see it as they play when they play for each other rather than themselves and then you can see it at the end when they're dancing when they're celebrating when they're pushing players like Benton Cole forward to get to, to get his applaud applause and to get his appreciation you know to get that love from the fan base when you're pushing pushing Richie forward after you kind of you know it, it was revealed that you know he was having problems that's brotherhood as as Jennifer uh, just commented but there is a true brotherhood there and that's a special thing right now do you know what I mean to to, to want the best for you the, the person that's not playing right now who could potentially take your spot it's a beautiful thing right now. Do you know what I mean? Because that means they're together. That means it doesn't matter who's on the field as long as we kind of get the three points and, and keep moving forward. That's more important. So it's beautiful to have him back, mate. And he's going to be the reason again. Uh, second half of the season, he's going to do it again, bro. He's going to be the reason. He's going to take us up again another 10 levels because doesn't he seem just just think back, Chris, and I'll ask you this question. Doesn't he seem the perfect type of Costa Coglu player? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. And uh, that song was being sung multiple times in the away end at Crystal Palace before he came on. And uh, it was a real it was a really, really good feeling. And as I mentioned earlier, the feeling at both the home games and away games this season has been incredible. And uh, I just I want this to continue. I just don't want it to stop. And, uh, you know, it, it's so nice at the moment. Um, talking about Postacoglu, because he, he did mention about the January transfer window, saying that he would like to get business done early rather than later. Um, he also said, I don't see uh, players as just players. They are people. Um, there are so many wonderful, talented players around the world. But before we sign anyone, I always like to have a chat to a player to get to f- uh, get the feel of the type of person they are, not to cast judgment, but to see if they understand uh, and what their motivation is uh, to come to us. What do you think, Ricky, that we're going to do in the January transfer window? Because I know it's a little way off, um, but I'm, you know, the, the, the club has changed dramatically since uh, the summer because not only have we got a new manager, not only have we gone out and, and changed the whole spine of the team and a lot of players have changed in and out. We've also now just appointed a new head scout, a new scouting team, a new director of football. Everything has changed at the football club. And we, we've spoken before, the women are doing really well. The under-18s, I know they, they had a, a defeat yesterday, but they're doing really well. Uh, the under-21s, incredible form, seven points uh, clear in Premier League 2, uh, Arsenal in second place. You know, Spurs, the, the first team, are doing incredibly well. Um, but for you, if Spurs are in a position where, dare I say it, you know, we are there or thereabouts at the top of the league, what do we do in January? I think if we have the opportunity to get a defender that could play both left-sided centre-back 
and right-sided centre-back to cover both of those players right there. Because the thing is that Romero and Van der Ven, they are building a formidable partnership. And like I said, it could be one of the best. So if you could get somebody that could cover almost both of those positions, and then again, if there's an injury or if there is, you know, a suspension or something like that, somebody of high quality. And I know we were speaking about Tap Sober in the summer. I'm still a fan of his. I don't think it's going to happen. But somebody like him who can play with his, you know, on the right side or the left side, has got pace, has got aerial ability, can play the ball out from defence. Um, you know, so if he's in there, you're not going to miss anybody. But it's tough to get somebody, a, a player of that quality, and ask him to play third. Do you know what I mean? So he's not going to be the number one defender. He's not going to be the number two. He's going to be the third. And it's it's tough to kind of do that. But that's that's where... That's why I love Postacoglu in the sense that it's not just about finding the right player with the right attributes. It's about finding the right person, the right man. And, and I love and that. Right... Yeah, I love that too, mate. And, I love and, that and it, sound, it sounds so simple as well, Rick, doesn't it? It does sound simple, but it means a lot. You know, even in the acting game, Chris, you know, so, so a, a quick side, side story for you. Um, when I do auditions nowadays, ever since, ever since COVID, and lockdown, uh, we do a thing called self-tapes, which is basically you've got to record your scene at home and then you send it off, um, which is fine, right? But ever since lockdown, it just it ramped up where nearly every audition is that way. But what happens is that for me, you know, uh, I, I normally would get more jobs when I was in the room auditioning. When you go yeah. to the room... And you, I get to meet the director. I get to meet the riot writer. I, get, I can talk to the casting director as well. And not only can I go through my speech or the scripts that they've just asked me to prepare, but they can ask me questions. Firstly, why I made those choices. Then I can let them know the reasons behind why I made those choices. Well, this was in the script here. And somebody said that about my character there. So I, this is where I got that idea from. And then they can ask me to tweak things then they can get a sense of kind of what person I am, the type of personality that I am. And the majority of the time in any job, not only do you want somebody that you, you can rely on and that you, that you know can do the job, but you want somebody that you think that it'll be enjoyable to work with. Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's why it's such an important thing that Postacoglu has that final say and he kind of marks his... The, 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 the highest attribute as what type of man are you? What type of person are you? What do you stand for? Do you know what I mean? And that's where it's really kind of exciting. Whoever comes in in January, because we, we, we know nine times out of 10, they're going to have the right attitude and they're going to have the right head on, the, on their shoulders. And they're going to want the same things as the big boss wants, you know? So if we could get a defender that could cover both left and right side, That'd be amazing. And if we could get an attacker, amazing. Um, I do think, I, it's, I think it's going to do, it's got to do with Hoiberg himself. But I do think Hoiberg has been fantastic every single time that he comes in. He's a true professional. He's a true warrior. He, he is a battler. He is a Viking. All of those things. Um, I think that, yes, when he was starting every week and he, he was being run into the ground, you know, two or three times a week, because we did have Europe at that time. But I think that, you know, there, there were performances where 
of course, naturally, they dropped off and naturally they wasn't as great as his last great performance. But I think he's fantastic for us. I think he knows the club inside out. I think he's, his attitude and his mind is in the right place. Um, and I would I would keep him this year and then look at it again in the summer. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think we know what we're going to get with Poyberg. And so if we do have some trouble in the midfield, then I think he's kind of a perfect professional to step up and do the job. But if he wants to go, then I know we, we're, we're probably already looking at replacements. Um, so as long as they get the right man in, uh, the right player in, of the right profile and the right morals and the right standing. I, I believe in, I believe in Ange, mate. And I believe that he's going to make the right decisions at the right times. And unlike something, and again, we can use the example of a player that we bought for 65 million, Tonga and Dombele, you know, had all the ability in the world. I believe he was going to be a world beat. I, I believe he was going to be, you know, he's going to tear the Premier League apart. But there's something within his makeup, mentally or physically or, you know, or the same within his attitude, um, that is, is not, he's not getting to those, to, to those highest heights. You know, we've seen those reports that what are happening in Turkey right now. You know, uh, if Andrew's there, then maybe we wouldn't have bought Tongue. And, and, and maybe at that time, I would have been screaming at you, We should have bought Tongue, we should have bought Endem Belay. He would have been a game changer, but then we would have seen what happened next and we would have been like oh okay well maybe it was the right decision not to buy him so i trust in Ange. what reports are you on about the hamburgers yeah yeah the hamburgers and stuff yeah so uh yeah so there was a a report from <laughs> there's a report from how, turkey that how can you how can you say all that so seriously <laughs> well that's why i missed that the hamburgers bruv but you know but it's, it's to do with attitude, right and application and and how disciplined and how, how much you appreciate the gift that you've been given and the position that you're in right now you know he's getting paid a lot of money he's in turkey um you know he's he's tucking into turkey as well by the sounds of it but no he's in turkey and you know the coach has said to him you've got to be on a strict diet you've you're, you're overweight um and then you're ordering fast food at your hotel room and stuff like that it just shows a a a a lack of discipline a a a lack of kind of wanting to be better you know so that, that that's where the scouting department and all of those things that have changed and the attitude towards scouting and the attitude towards what players were bringing in has changed and that's why i believe in Ange. stephen writes uh ricky ricky's keeping it professional i know i'm laughing i i tell you, I, 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 I don't really find it a laughing matter i tell you with tongi on dombele <laughs> i just think and i've said this hundreds and hundreds of times on this channel you know, what a waste of talent. Um, you know, everybody wanted to sign Tongi on Dombele. Uh, yep. When there was lots of rumours going around, every single Spurs fans were just saying, you know, to Daniel Levy, go out, just spend the money, spend the money, go and get him. And, of course, you know, we, we, we've also discussed on this channel many times, Rick, that it's not always about going to spend big money. It's, it's, it's about identifying the right players, which, again, is music to the ears of all of us Spurs fans from and Postacoglu. Um, Ricky, lastly... Um, now, including the Chelsea game, we've got three games in the Premier League in November. Chelsea, Wolves away, then Aston Villa at home. I'll tell you what, I was worried about the Aston Villa game until today um, because, of course, they lost 2-0 away at Nottingham Forest, which is a surprise result, really, because you know they've been doing uh, very well of late. Um, and then 
in December. December is an extremely busy month. Seven Premier League games. We've got Manchester City away, West Ham at home, Newcastle at home, Nottingham Forest away, Everton at home, Brighton away and Bournemouth at home. Um, out of those seven games, four at home. And in January, only two Premier League games. Uh, Manchester United and Brentford. And then, of course, we play in the FA Cup as well, which hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, would be the start of a, you know, a successful run in the FA Cup all the way to the final and lift the trophy. You know, hopefully. Um, yeah. But Ricky, Ricky, talking about those um, those 10 games, including tomorrow night, including Monday night's game, those 10 games in November and December, where realistically do you think we will be at the end of the calendar year 2023? Mate, uh, it's tough to say, but what I would say to you is what I said to you at the beginning. You know, I believe that Tottenham can go into every game and win it, you know, because of the way that we play, because of the way that we approach games, you know, because of the dangers that we bring to the field. I've been so tired in the past of worrying about everybody else. Do you remember them Conte kind of press conferences where it's like, you know, Chelsea, they're yeah. fantastic. You know, their levels above, they're this, they're that. You know, AC Milan, they're, you know, they're always lauding the other team, always worried about what they bring to the table and not concentrating on um, on us or or, the, or our strengths. You know, always talking about our weaknesses in, in comparison to somebody else. So I genuinely believe that we can win every game that we can go we go into. And at the very least, not lose. Do you know what I mean? Because I've seen the fight back in these boys as well. So if that continues, then by Christmas, bro, we should be top of the league. As you know, as the, the comment is there, you know, uh, it says it's from Ange Postecoglou. Ange, if you if you're listening, mate. Just keep it going, brother. Just keep it going. Well, we've got your do, back. Do you know, do, do you know what? I, I did get a little bit excited when I saw Ange Postacoglu's name come up on the comments here. But I think if it was the real Ange, it would have been top of the league, mate, mate not bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so true. Uh, it's yeah. true. It, it's, it's more like your talk, Ricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's been spending a little time in East London. Do you know what I mean? That's what it is. <laughs> well, Ricky, last question for you. Um, it's got to be score prediction time. I'm going to go for a 2-0 Spurs win um, against Chelsea. I am feeling confident. And these games, normally, I feel very nervous. I, I will probably feel a lot more nervous closer to the kickoff on Monday evening inside the stadium. Uh, but at the moment, I'm feeling pretty calm uh, about the situation. I'm feeling confident. I'm going to go for a 2-0 win. Um, and, and then I think that, you know, I'm going to give this as a prediction, actually. I think that if we are 2-0 up or cruising the game, I wouldn't be at all surprised if some a small section of the fan base started singing his magic, you know. I, that would not at all surprise me because I think that it would be job done. It'd be job done and then applaud the manager. And, I mean, I, and, and that I agree with. I mean, that, that could be beautiful, couldn't it? That that sounds like a beautiful scenario, mate. And if that happens, I'm with it. I'm down with it. I'm I'm, I'm with it. Um, and you know what? Like you, I'm going to take you conservative. You know, Chelsea are a hard team. Um, it's always a battle. Like I said, form goes out the window. Um, you know, Pochettino back at Tottenham. So, you know, I'm going to go for a really kind of calm, calculated conservative. 4-0 win, bruv. We're going to win 4-0. What are you talking about, bruv? We're winning 4-0, mate. We're going to grab them. We're 4-0, bruv. We're going to get him into the ground, mate. We're going to grind them down. 4-0, bruv. What are you talking about? 4-0, bruv. 
Is that really your prediction? 4-0? That's my that's my prediction. 4-0. Wow. Benton Cole, listen, Benton Cole's going to come off the bench and score number four. What? Well, assisted by you, Doggy. That's what's going to happen. See, Ricky is fully carried away. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I tell you what, we, we said, didn't we, that we'd talk for an hour. And, uh, you know, we've done an hour and a half. We haven't covered half the subjects that I wanted to cover. You know, having you on the podcast... I tell you, it's like having a mate in the pub. Of course, you're my mate. Um, but you know, if we uh, if we were in the pub, we'd be we'd be there all night, Ricky, because we can talk about Tottenham, you know, until the cows come home, can't we? It's so true, bro. It's so true. And I've missed you as well. I've missed you. I've missed the pod. I've missed chatting Tottenham left, right, and centre, bro. So, like I say, I'm going to try and do as much as I can do. It's just that they're they're falling on odd days right now. So the the, the Monday game it finishes late. I've got to get up super early for training and stuff like that. So it's going to be tough to do that. So when, what did you say? Wolves was on a Saturday? Wolves Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. Yeah. All right. So I'm involved. I'll be involved in that podcast. I can get back on and wax yeah. lyrical about Tottenham again. Yeah. Let me put it in now. And then fingers crossed we can make it happen, bro. But yeah, I've missed it. I've missed it. So it's been great to be on again. Great to see your face. Great to chat to you and all of the fans out there and, and, and to all of those fans out there from around the world. Thank you for all the love that you send, not only to Chris, but to myself as well. And you guys are amazing. And, you know, the, the way that you keep this podcast and this, and this show going on YouTube and we're nearly at 100K. What's going on? You, you guys are phenomenal. Thank you for, for sending the love. Thank you for spreading the word. And thank you for giving this man the credit that he deserves as well. It's, it's much appreciated. I did say to you, didn't I, on the text yesterday, that the podcast have been a lot shorter without you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Don't worry, mate. I'm... Don't worry. We're, we're going for three hours on Saturday, mate. It's oh, one. fantastic. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, where can people find you? But, of course, they can find you on the ice. Uh, or, or wait until the TV show comes out, but uh, but now we we've confirmed that you're going to be on the podcast on Saturday after the Wolves game. So looking forward to that, Ricky. You've been a fantastic guest as normal. Thank you so much. And uh, actually, give give your social media uh, platforms a, 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 a shout out. Well, yes. Thank you for having me on. Always an honour and a pleasure, my friend. And thank you for giving me the time to just speak as well. Um, but you can find me on X at Ricky J Norwood, uh, mostly about Tottenham, a couple of bits about dancing on ice, but on Instagram, which now I have the blue tick, amazingly, uh, it's official Ricky Norwood, and I do daily updates during the week on this uh, ice skating journey where I'll tell you how the day's gone, I'll tell you what I've learned, I've told you what I get frustrated about that week and just kind of keep you updated throughout the week. So if you want to follow me on there and follow my journey, official Ricky Norwood on Instagram. But thank you again for all the love and the time and just for speaking. It's been it's been awesome. Well, Ricky, as I said earlier, we wish you all of the very best on Dance and Ice. Uh, you've been a, a fantastic guest as normal. And I look forward to seeing you on Saturday to talk about Tottenham. Uh, when, of course, hopefully we will, well, we will be top of the league. Five points clear. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you back on the podcast after the Chelsea game at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Monday evening. Let's hope that we are all smiling. And, uh, Post well, Coglu has beaten Pochettino. Thank you very much. Come on, you Spurs. Come on.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.